0: This is Yumiko Thomas from St. Petersburg College, student of the Music Industry Recording Arts Program, and you're listening to WMNF Tampa.
1: The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning to you. Yes, you, my
0: dear roommate in Radio Land. You are listening to the beating heart of music and news here on WMNF Tampa, the favorite radio station in Midland City, Ohio. And welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show. Great day in the morning. Today, again, is dedicated to you. It is the Ask Me Anything Show. The best darn thing to come down the radio pike since Fire Sign Theater. Today is not the day to be a foot shuffler or mealy-mouthed. You have waited long enough, so wait no more. There is nobody who can ask your question as well as you can. And, of course, there is no one who can answer your question better than Dr. Harvey so you know what to do if you have any medical questions or concerns please give us a call at 813-239-9663 irene would love to put you in the queue you can also send an email to dj at wmf.org or text us at 813-433-0885 good morning to you dr harvey AMA Monday is always a rootin' tootin' kind of show, so I'm gonna stop my yammering on and
1: give you the mic. What have you got for us today, Doctor Fred? Once again, a beautiful introduction, Bill, and uh, bear with me today. I just I'm off the red eye from Cali. I was out learning again this weekend. The uh, it, It's interesting. You mentioned Firesign Theater. I, I don't know how many of our <laughs> wonderful listeners would remember Firesign Theater, but what a great comedy troupe. Sort of a pop quiz for everybody. Yeah, I Glad about you it? passed. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, and what's interesting is that this uh, event <clears throat> on um, Saturday evening, after we were done with all the learning, we had a really fun event where they had two improv artists come in. And uh, we played improv games uh, all evening. It was such a comical, absolutely fun event. And um, if anybody uh, um, uh, has an opportunity, I'd suggest if, if they offer it at any of the local comedy clubs, a little improv night would be wonderful for your soul because it goes anywhere and everywhere and it can be totally hilarious. So um it's it's interesting um there's always something that comes up in the news um the uh, either it's Amy Goodman and and fighting for rights and there's something health related which of course there was a lot to unpack there um but uh the the weight loss drug situation i find fascinating um it, it's it's so incredible to me that that uh, the juggernaut of of the pharmaceutical industry is so powerful and so incessant that it must find a pill for every non-ill. <laughs> you know, they've they've decided there, there's there's only so much money to be made on treating illness. Now we need to treat non-illness. Because um, honestly, I, I I don't look at obesity specifically as an illness. It's actually a functional shift in, in your in your being, and and there are many ways to deal with that functional shift. And at this weekend, um, we watched a really amazing movie. And I'm going to actually uh, arrange, I, I hope, to have the uh, uh, writer, producer, director of the movie, Amish Shah, on. Um, he has uh, uh, developed um, a, a beautiful story um, uh, about Ayurveda called The Natural Law. And the um, The Natural Law which is the basis for functional medicine, essentially. Understanding that the body has its own innate wisdom and prefers to be healthy. But when we do things that aren't consistent with the nature of our bodies, our minds and our spirits, we end up having dysfunction and we change what what we're presenting, how we present. Um, uh, for example, um, the 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 world of ayurveda is split up into uh, um three what are called doshas vada kapha and pitta well kapha is earth and water together as as thinking of the elements so kind of it can get kind of muddy um um and and the suggestion is that if you eat kapha food so you eat like cool um, 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 muddy kind of things. Like if you live on mashed potatoes and um, um white bread and pudding and, and, and things like that, you're going to look like mashed potatoes, white bread and pudding because that's what it does to your body. So you need balance in your diet. You need balance in the way you think about things uh, because your thoughts actually help create your reality too. In fact, they are what create your reality. And so, um, um hearing the, the stories uh, uh, recently about um, Ozempic or, or Wegovy, I think it's called. Um, these are medicines that were developed actually to help treat sugar intolerance, to treat um, uh, a problem with our ability to metabolize carbohydrates. And um, it's being popularized as a weight loss drug. And as many people are just having Ozempic parties, essentially in this movie he he found some really amazing archival footage of um the insanity in advertising from the 50s and the way they would talk about the use of pesticides and how and and fertilizers and how man was better than nature we were going to control nature's unruly behavior and tame it and And there's a guy walking through the field with a backpack and no face masks or anything. And he's just spraying this stuff on orange trees, blithely walking through this cloud of poison, completely oblivious to what it could do to him because he was... Basically told it was safe. I'm sure because that's you know uh, Monsanto's uh, uh, statement, and the and the and because Monsanto pays the University of Florida outreach centers in Florida to <clears throat> give a a a stock corporate answer. Well, when used as directed, this is safe, but it's also safe enough to drink. But nobody would drink it because it's poison. Um, so th- this attitude from the 50s is still pervasive, and um, so we can't do this. You know, medication doesn't overrule nature, nature rules. And that's why we see so many adverse consequences from doing so many medications, you know, uh, and and see many doctors actually chasing adverse consequences, which are euphemistically known as side effects. So adverse consequences from taking a pill uh, often will create symptoms. And so then another pill is added to treat the symptoms. So you can keep taking the first one rather than stopping that and finding a better way to do it. And, So what we're finding out is that Ozempic is having problems and there's a new condition. It's called Ozempic butt. (laughs) Ozempic butt. Like, do we need, uh, how are we going to treat this adverse consequence? A, a, A butt tuck? It's so weird, but it's actually happening. And, um, Basically, what it is is a very, very saggy butt. And, and what's happening is uh, when you, you do drugs like Ozempic to force weight loss and when you change things um, uh, drastically in your diet and, and you know do starvation diets to lose a lot of weight fast, you lose protein, you lose structure, and your body starts to fall apart. Uh, what we know about uh, rapid weight loss usually is that it causes muscle mass loss, and that's exactly what we don't want, especially if we're over 50. Um, it's tough to regain it. And so we want to avoid those kinds of things. But what we do not want to avoid is interaction. And I just want to remind everybody that this is WMNF and you are listening to the Healthy Steps radio show.
0: Absolutely, and I can't say it enough that this is the Healthy Steps Radio Show on WMNF Tampa. The topic today is Ask Me Anything, so it's really up to you to drive this show, and you can do that by calling 813-239-9663. Irene's in the control room just waiting for you. You can send emails to dj at wmnf.org and text us at 813 813- four three three zero eight eight five i've got gary from clearwater with a neuropathy question and following that is katherine from saint pete with arthritis in the knee good morning to you there gary
2: yes i am hello you guys um i wanted to say that i've been diagnosed with uh peripheral neuropathy in my legs i'm in no pain but i walk with a walker um is there any kind of exercise I can do? which I go to the gym every day. But is there are any exercise specifically that um, can lead me in the right direction to make my leg stronger?
0: We seem to be having some problem
1: with the doctor there. Oh, sorry. Yes. There we go. There we go. Welcome back. So um, yeah, the the uh, any kind of good exercise, uh, resistance exercise for your legs is going to help you build strength there. Um, okay. The fact that you don't have pain is a blessing because many people with neuropathy have pain, and many of the supplements that I talk about to help actually help reduce the pain. There, once you've lost sensation and you don't feel anything, um, then it's much more difficult to regain that, and so that, it's more important than to work on um, being able to get uh, uh, some stability. So using the walker, because you don't necessarily know where your foot's going down, will help you uh, prevent falls because you're not really able to orient yourself as you're walking and your balance is going to be off because you can't feel your feet. Um, But there are some things that may help to rebuild. So if you have, already been doing the supplements I've mentioned before, like alpha lipoic acid and methylcobalamin, or methyl B12, methyl folic acid, um, these things help rebuild nerves. So does fish oil, so does phosphatidylcholine or choline from food that you get from eating egg yolks and liver. Those will all help support the nerves, but using um, a, a laser device, LED lasers can help to stimulate new nerve growth in your feet. Um, I have seen people get help by doing chelation therapy and you may actually want to see a functional medicine doctor to get assessed for toxic metals because chelation therapy can help reduce toxic metals, which would help to improve neuropathy. How's that help you, Gary?
2: Um, now that I'm confused, you said so many things. Number one, um, you mentioned fish oil.
1: Can I take fish oil? Absolutely. You can take fish oil, you can take alpha-lipoic acid, you can take methylated B12, you can take methylated folic acid. All those are really good supplements. You can eat egg yolks and liver. That'll support the the growth. You can eat good oily fish like salmon, wild-caught salmon, and you can take fish oil capsules that are clean. Okay, thank you very much. You are so welcome, Gary. Have a great day. Okay, bye. Thanks for calling. All
0: right. And yes, thank you, Gary. He's one of our regular callers. We really appreciate him for his information and for supporting WMNF. This is Catherine from St. Pete and following that with uh, Jamie from Brooksville. Good morning there, Catherine.
3: Good morning. Uh, Hi. I recently... Hi, Dr. Harvey. Thank you for your show. You're welcome. I recently uh, was told that I have arthritis in my left knee mm-hmm. and I found this uh, I started doing research, and the bottom line is, uh, it's a permanent condition, and there's nothing you can that can be done about it except for ibuprofen, which can cause other issues. So, and and they say to keep moving, but my knee hurts all the time. So, I found this boswellia extract, and I'm wondering if you, what you know about that is that helpful. Or should I be, I don't even know if I have the right one. Should I be getting the one with collagen? So, Catherine, a question.
1: Um, Do you have um, osteoarthritis?
3: I'm not sure. I have to go back to the doctor this week and they're going to go over it with me.
1: So, did they tell you you have, uh, it's not bothering more than one joint, right? It's just your knee? Just my knee. Okay, and did they do x-rays and tell you that your cartilage is a problem?
3: Uh, they did in the, They did x-rays, and they just called me on the phone and said, you have arthritis in that knee. The and and the- what, did they
1: re- what did they recommend?
3: Uh, ibuprofen they only? Ta- they gave me a prescription for a strong ibuprofen, which okay. I don't want to take because that causes other things.
1: Right, right. You're so right. So um, you can use that ibuprofen if you have really debilitating pain, but I would recommend you do other things in the meantime. So we know that movement really helps with arthritis pain. And so getting physical therapy and being in a regular movement program is going to help. And you want to avoid doing um, very uh, uh, deep squats and things like that. They're going to stress the knee and you want to get instruction from a physical therapist that's going to help you protect your knee and help you heal it. Supplements that can help reduce pain include Boswellia. I like Boswellia. I use Boswellia in combination with some other things. Um, one of those is uh, willow bark extract. It's called Um, um Another is... Um, And actually, it's actually a a, a salicylic acid. It's a a precursor to aspirin that doesn't interfere with your bleeding. And so it doesn't cause the ulcers and and the the, uh, 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 bruises and things that high-dose aspirin can do. And so it actually is a really great anti-inflammatory. The um, um, fish oil, Um, you want to get 3,000 milligrams of EPA, DHA, omega-3s every day to help get that baseline anti-inflammatory curcumin turmeric extract another great anti-inflammatory to help you heal or at least keep the inflammation down in the knee and then um high quality um high quality uh, uh glucosamine um uh, and, and chondroitin can be useful so collagen is another uh, uh way of getting that all of these proteins end up getting um, um, broken down in your gut and reformed into the, the the proteins in your body, and and so to support collagen formation, you want to take something called silica. I, I like it in the form of orthosilicic acid. There's a Biosil and a Regenimax out there, uh, very effective at helping you make collagen. Vitamin C is really important for making collagen, so you want to get. Um, uh, well over the uh, recommended allowance and get, you know, 500 milligrams twice a day, something like that to really uh, uh, get enough support there. And magnesium is really important in, in the enzymatic processes that help you make these proteins. So um, I would get a good multi-mineral and multivitamin just to support the process. Okay, uh, let
3: me just tell you this. I take magnesium in a dropper form Okay, every night before I go to bed. Do you think that is
1: useful? Well, yeah, that's magnesium, uh, any form. I'm not sure how much you're getting, but I'd recommend for most people who don't have kidney problems, um, 400 milligrams a day is is a nice dose.
3: Okay, and one one last question: the Boswellia. Do you think I should get the one that has the collagen and other ingredients in it, or should I just I w- stay with the one
1: that I? I have would get I would get the but I would get the Boswellia that has curcumin and and um, um, the uh, uh, siloxin or willow bark try to get a, a combination anti-inflammatory so you can do several things with it and take the collagen separately uh, in a in like a smoothie uh, or in addition to your meals because that's that's actually where you're getting um, uh, its food so collagen yeah, you need more of than what you can get in just a little capsule
3: okay. All right. Thank
1: you so much, Dr. Harvey. Appreciate You're very her. welcome. All righty. We've have
0: Jamie waiting patiently and behind, well, I guess we just lost Catherine. But good morning to you there, Jamie.
4: Yes.
0: Good morning, Jamie.
4: Hi. Um, I don't really have, I've been listening to your show most all the time. But I ha- I just wanted to recommend, us saw a really interesting uh with a real scientific band and a lot of a lot of studies, really good studies. It's called, and you've probably already heard about it, and seen it, but it's called fantastic fungi. Oh
1: and yes, Paul Stamets.
4: Yeah, it, it was just fantastic, and I've been our book club. We've been doing a bunch on mushroom and all that stuff. But you know, when you start learning about the mycelium and all that, it really yes. fits in with what you were talking about—the drug, pharmaceutical, you know, people and. Uh, what they push, and then what's really out there that we're not even tapping into. So I just wanted to recommend to that to every to to the listeners of WNFS and, and have them spread it around because we all need to know more about that.
1: Fantastic, fungi is so important. I agree with you. Um, it, it's it's so important. I, as I changed my, my son actually uh, is the artist, um, but we changed my quarter acre in downtown Sarasota uh, from grass into a food forest. And what's been fascinating is we did chop and drop, meaning that uh, we didn't allow carbon to leave our property. We just chopped it up and made mulch out of it. And uh, today they're cutting a tree down, down the street. And we're going to take all that uh, oak and bring it over to the yard and spread it out. And the more we do this, What's fascinating is um, the 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 depth of topsoil now I have is probably five inches. Um, it's black and 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 it's not. Um, um, sand anymore. There's sand in it, obviously, but there's so much organic material mixed with it. And what's really fascinating is in different layers, there are huge amounts of mycelia. Mycelia are the white right. spreading fungal hairs that go through all of my yard now, increasing the bioavailability of nutrients to the plants. And you should see how lush the plants are. That's um,
4: so amazing. Yeah, the mycelium, I, you know, you just roll over in my woods, I just roll over a log and you can see it.
1: It's right yes. there
4: and it's like it's everywhere. But I, w- I yes. never realized how huge areas. I mean, you know, hundreds of acres of this. I mean, it's all over the world. So yeah, been, yeah. I think about your backyard because that's exactly what we've been we've been uh looking at and reading about and uh you're you're doing it. So that's that's very good. So,
1: one of the largest um uh organisms on the planet is a large fungus. I believe it's in Oregon and it's something like ten square miles of organism. Yeah. It's, it's crazy.
4: <laughs> I don't know how they found it. I guess they do grid grid studies or something but I mean it's like who the heck would have figured out you know 300 acres or something <laughs> well
1: Paul, Paul Stamus was walking around with a poker and pulling up soil samples as he walked and putting it on a GPS grid
4: okay okay that's why I figured it something like that but uh, it's just pretty amazing that people are studying that and doing it it's just it gives me a lot of hope anyway.
1: We- There's a lot of good stuff happening for this planet, and uh, a lot of scary stuff that comes up in media. And and one of the things that makes our our world look more gloomy is that media is designed to make us feel bad. That's that's its purpose. From uh, from watching it since I was a, uh, a teenager, um, media tells you bad stuff, so you'll get anxious and go buy something. Right. It seems to be that's the process. <laughs> and then you
4: turn out on the television set, and all you get are drug ads. You know,
1: right,
4: you, right. Look at it. It's like, wow, how many did I just look at in an hour's time? You know. Just- and I believe
1: we are the only nation that allows this ridiculous drug advertising. It's sick. It's just purely psychotic.
4: No, it is. Oh, when I lived in Britain, they, you know, that you you didn't do that. They didn't have no,
1: that. no. They have ethics in Britain to some extent.
4: <laughs> they're, they're losing it, but they do. All right. Well, thank you yeah. very much. I won't take up any more of your time.
1: Thank you, time. you, Jamie. Have a great day. You too and thanks for listening plop something in the tip jar if you can very good advice and you can find that tip jar by going to
0: wmnf.org. and there's a little window there just click on that and dedicate it to the healthy steps radio show i've got gary from sarasota on the line good morning gary hey
2: good morning doc love the show
1: thank you gary how are you
2: doing well uh actually her question just made me want to think of something else i wanted to ask you but so now i have two questions i read this article where they said portobello mushrooms are toxic enough to give you cancer is there any truth to that
1: well i think anything consumed in excess can push you out of balance right right but- i've right. I- I I saw the same hyperbolic uh, article, and I also saw some rebuttal to it from um, um, mycologists. And, And so, yeah, it's possible. I mean, all fungi do produce some... Chemicals that would irritate or interrupt certain processes in the body. And that's part of the way they actually help us get better. Um, For example, the beta glucan molecule that's present in myotaki mushrooms is really good at stimulating the viral and cancer killing cell part of the immune system. So, uh, and it does it by irritating it. And that's the interesting thing. The broccoli and other brassica vegetable extract that's called sulforaphane that's an irritant actually it's a low level pesticide that keeps uh, bugs off the broccoli but it also tells our liver to work in high gear and clean things up so it's really we have developed a very interesting symbiotic relationship with all these plants
0: well I guess we've lost them there
1: now, like we may have. give
0: the phone number on out again. If you want to participate in the Healthy Steps radio show, give us a call. The number is 813-239-9663. And you can send an email to dj at
1: WMNF.org. Back to you there, Dr. Harvey. Well, hey, I have some emails here. Um, this one... Um uh, have I had any thoughts about cardiac ablation treatment for atrial fibrillation? Atrial fibrillation, chaotic rhythm of uh, the pacemaker of the heart. Um, the uh, This person says they were actually diagnosed with paroxysmal atrial tachycardia. <laughs> Lots of words, meaning a very fast uh, heart rate coming from also the uh, uh, um, pacemaker of the heart, the natural pacemaker. And uh, that happened at 10 years old. And um they are now seventy-one. So sixty-one years of this uh uh fast heart rate, but then it, it's deteriorated recently into a, a a more significant and uh um uh some somewhat dangerous uh rhythm. Atrial fibrillation is associated with increase in stroke. And and so um they're being rec- it's being recommended to them that they get cardiac ablation, which means that they will go in and actually use a radio frequency, a hot tip, and basically burn the pacemaker of the heart, which will then require, well, either that or burn a tract that's causing this to happen. And and once done, then uh, the person should have a more stable rhythm, but they may also need a, um, a pacemaker at, implanted at that point. And so my approach is, When anybody has atrial fibrillation, um, the first thing to do is to uh, find out how much alcohol consumption is going on because alcohol is one of the principal causes of atrial fibrillation. And if you do any, you risk having the the rhythm. So if you have atrial fibrillation, you should completely abstain from alcohol. Second thing is check for sleep apnea because sleep apnea is the other major cause of atrial fibrillation. Get those ruled out or if they have them, treat them, stop the alcohol, treat the uh, uh, sleep apnea and see if the atrial fibrillation goes away. Um, in the meantime, get on a blood thinner to prevent the stroke that is, um, um, highly, uh, likely to happen. The, the risk of it is, is very high. Um, when, uh, uh, especially if you're over 70, especially if you have, um, any other underlying medical problems like high blood pressure, um, or diabetes or obesity. So I would, I would definitely get those things checked. um, this one is from A.D. Coates, and she says, good morning, I had called this week about my cholesterol situation and my medications. Um, if 80 milligrams of a statin daily and 75 milligrams of proluent twice monthly, um, a caller um, uh, referred to, let's see. So this person has contention with an answer that I had about uh, um, Uh, doing an appropriate diet, and um, um, doing exercise. And with this in mind, what dietary changes could this person possibly make to correct her cholesterol level? Well, that would, um, for me, um, require an evaluation of what's going on in your cholesterol and lipid metabolism. And so we need a full evaluation of how you're doing your your food metabolism. So we need to check out insulin resistance because insulin resistance contributes to um, elevated cholesterol Um, and specific uh, uh, absorption of, of specific nutrients is accessible in a blood test. And depending on how much of the saturated fats and cholesterol you absorb from your diet will actually help to adjust diet possibly further. And many people think that a healthy cholesterol diet is low fat and um, and it is not necessarily the correct choice because sometimes low fat leads you to higher carbohydrates. And if higher carbohydrates are driving the cholesterol by raising uh, uh, the LDL, uh, you're going to end up with problems there. So What I would recommend is a visit with a functional nutritionist or a functional medicine doctor to fully evaluate what's going on. Because when you're on two different medications, the highest dose of statin and an injectable medication to lower the cholesterol, there are some issues here. And, And one question to ask is, is there evidence of cardiovascular disease because the only indication for using the injectable preluent is if you have active uh, uh, cardiovascular disease so um, i I hope that helped you understand better uh, what I was meaning by that because you know a simple answer change your diet is basically what most people get at a conventional medical office without any instructions on how or which diet to use. And so I really think it is in everyone's best interest to at least have some deeper metabolic testing to figure out why you have the cholesterol problem because cholesterol is not a disease. It's a normal functioning part of your body and balance of cholesterol types is important and we can achieve that through changing diet, exercise, lifestyle in a huge amount if we actually tailor it individually to the person rather than simply just saying eat well. That doesn't always work. And I have taken many diet histories and people who tell me they eat a quite healthy diet are often eating exactly the type diet which would make them more ill because of what they have read on the internet or heard over conditioning from years. Remember, the American um, uh, sugar industry did help us understand that sugar wasn't a problem and that that nasty, bad, saturated fat was the issue. And we moved over to high-carbohydrate, no-fat snacks, and everybody got fat. And then everybody got high cholesterol and diabetes. So there's a problem with some of this thinking. Um, Here we have another one. Um, The... Oh, Annie, thank you. Annie, uh, host of the next show, um, Sustainable Living. Um, she mentions that um, uh, I have so much information uh, and I really often go fast and I'm trying to slow down my speech. Um, maybe you've noticed a little bit. But um, if you really want to get the information, you can go back to the archives. You can go back and re-listen to the whole show. And um, there you can actually, you know, take the time to rewind it and then write down the things that I say if you want to keep track of this. And while you're there, I would actually uh, suggest that you throw something in the tip jar to keep WMNF going. Bill, I wanted to just remember that we are on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, and this is the Healthy Steps radio show.
0: Yes, there, Dr. Harvey, well said. And the good reminder that you can always go to WMNF.org and go back to the archives. And if you're interested enough to go back to the archives, you should be interested enough to hit that tip jar. And you can give us a call at 813-239-9663 or continue sending the emails to dj at org. And I've got a caller all the way from Ohio, and I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly, Roselle. Good morning, Roselle.
1: Hello?
5: I have a question. Uh, high blood pressure runs in my family, and I... Had a struggle with high blood pressure for for years, and have been on a blood pressure pill, um, which has helped me regulate my blood
1: pressure. What's However, that pill
5: called? Uh, bis Okay. And like a and a, also a diuretic.
1: Um, oh, and what's that one called? Uh, Is it, that hydrochlorothiazide?
5: Yes. 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 Okay. Um, But for the past six days, I haven't taken my blood pressure pill because I've noticed that my blood pressure has been very, very low. I've been nauseated. I've been dizzy. Um, I can't even uh, exercise like I normally do. Um, um, The only big change I can think of is that I'm not eating as much fruits as I normally do and I'm perhaps dehydrated. So my question to you is is this a good time to advocate um, with my doctor and uh, try to get off of my blood pressure medication since it's now my blood pressure is extremely low instead of high?
1: So what is your blood pressure uh, as, as you described extremely low?
5: Okay, uh, I've been having readings of 104 over 74, uh, 110 over 68 on another day, uh, 102 over 73 on
1: another day. And this day. is off, off the medication?
5: Right. This is off of my blood pressure medication.
1: Uh, well, those are ideal blood pressures, actually, but you're having symptoms that tell us you're not feeling well. Is that only on the medication or are you feeling good off the medication?
5: Um, off, off the medication, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been feeling nauseated and dizzy.
1: That's okay. why I
5: stopped it.
1: But now that you're off of it six days, are you still having the nausea and dizziness?
5: Um, not as much, but still this morning it was 119 over 74. I'm still feeling, um, a bit dizzy, but not as dizzy as before.
1: Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> those are all really ideal blood pressures. Um, I don't think you have anything to worry about blood pressure there. Those are the numbers that people shoot for with therapy. Um, but the fact that you're having this dizziness, uh, one thing hydrochlorothiazide is associated with is called hyponatremia, low blood salt. And low blood salt can end up having you get a uh, a dizzy sensation, uh, a low lower blood pressure. And it may be not the bisoprolol, but the hydrochlorothiazide. Did you stop both of them?
5: Right, it's it's a combination pill there. It's combined oh, okay. in one pill. So yes, I did yeah. stop both of
1: them. So I would, I would book an appointment with your doctor and discuss what the next step is because your blood pressure is right now, in those numbers, normal off of your medication. And so you need to have a discussion and uh, uh, work through what the next step is. Okay,
5: so, but it looks like I can... Like it, because the goal was to never be on the blood pressure medication, you know, for the, for the rest of my life. So it does look like this might be a good time to keep off of it.
1: Um, it looks like it might be. So I would get a hold of your doctor and talk about it.
5: Okay. All right. Thank you for the confirmation.
1: Yes, you're welcome. Anybody on the line, Bill? Yes, I've got Nina
0: on the line. Good morning to you there, Nina.
6: Good morning. My Hi, Doctor Harvey. Um, love your show. Um, Thank you. Just wondering. Um, I'm 68, and um, I started getting the, oh, these red spots on my skin. It's like, uh-oh. And I guess it's just age spots. Um, I'm wondering, is there anything? I mean, I take Maltese and minerals and vitamin C, and uh, fish oil. And is there anything else I can do to slow the process of these age spots? Or
1: Well, you, you said they were red, and age spots generally are actually brown.
6: Right. Well, they're red at first. They're kind of red at first, and then they fade, and then they actually go away.
1: And oh, then are those aren't age and spots. Then, and
6: then they turn kind of brown, yes, and then they just kind of fade.
1: Yeah, age spots tend not to fade. Um, uh, sunspots or solar lentigenes uh, as they're known uh, in the dermatologic world um, they are actually um, not cancerous growths Uh, they are um, um, sometimes unappealing but they don't go away you get brown spots on your skin that just stay some people call them liver spots the things you're describing sound like an inflammatory process that shows up, red spot, and then it actually fades over time um, and that is I think something completely different. Um, you probably would benefit from having a dermatologist look at them and find out what they are.
6: Okay, I'll do that. Um, yes, yeah, sometimes they stay, and then sometimes um, they just disappear. I'll notice one on the back of my arm and the inside of my arm, and then it's like, oh, no, and then sometimes later I'll look, and it's not there. So, okay, so maybe when I have a breakout, I'll just see if I can get an appointment and have her look at them.
1: Yes, I think that would be a great idea. And it doesn't sound like it's serious enough to, like, rush in there tomorrow, but you get the it yeah. on the books and move forward. I'll have them look.
6: Okay, thank you.
1: You're welcome. Yes, I've
0: got Michelle on the line. Wonderful.
7: Hello, good morning. Take it out of here. Hello? Good morning.
1: You're not hearing us today?
7: Uh, I can hear you now, yes. Thank you. Uh, I'm calling because I have about 50 extra pounds um, that I've tried to lose for quite some time now. I've done the calorie in, calorie out with the Fitbit, um, but as far as my personality is concerned, it just doesn't align. And I do it for about three weeks to a month, and then I just have enough of it. Um, well, that's, there, you
1: know, the, uh, the main reason that that doesn't work is that it doesn't work. Um, the calorie in <laughs> calorie out theory is completely um, ridiculous and is inappropriate to consider.
7: <laughs> uh, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> I was wondering if you could give any suggestions on a way to lose weight in a healthy manner um, to where it's not such a like a fad diet sort of situation.
1: That's a great question, because um it's the way I approach it in the practice. I use uh, a functional uh, nutritional health coach because there have been and and dietitians, uh, same level of of skill in helping people make a shift into a different way of viewing their diet and and being able to uh, uh, approach and and apply a diet. Uh, or actually, a, a lifestyle really. And w- the studies have shown that if you have three visits with a, a professional uh, in the field of uh, lifestyle change, nutrition change, you will actually uh, form habits that help you. Plus, they can use data like we use in the office metabolic testing to determine which diet is best for your makeup. And, oh. and, um, there are lots of ways to do it um, uh, the 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 uh, Ayurvedic practitioners and there are many around uh the Tampa area uh, uh, the Ayurvedic practitioners work with your body type, uh, your your doshas they call it, and um, work with foods that help balance your doshas so that you don't get overweight. You know, if you have a a metabolism and a and a constitutional makeup that suggests that you're you're going to eat lean meat and green vegetables as your principal foods. You probably should stick with that. But if you're someone who should eat more grains and, and beans, then that's what you should do. And, and there are ways to actually really determine what's best. See, some people do horribly with spicy food and, and much better with cooling food. So there's, there's so many ways to look at how diet affects you that I think it's worth it to spend time with a lifestyle diet nutrition professional of any type. I I think if, you know, a functional dietitian or a functional um, nutritionist uh, and health coach, a a dietitian or an Ayurvedic practitioner, a Chinese medicine practitioner uh, or a functional medicine doctor, we all have the similar approach to individualizing diet so that you get your results and they last.
7: Okay, basically something more specific to my body type and what would work best, um, because I guess it's not a one-size-fits-all situation.
1: Correct. We're all snowflakes. Everyone's okay. different.
7: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate
1: it. You're so welcome.
0: And th- thank you, Michelle. And I've got, uh, we're down to oh, a little over 10 more minutes, so let's go to Danny in uh, Wesley Chapel. Good morning, Danny.
2: Good morning. How are you, man?
0: Hi. <clears throat> thank you for Doing great.
2: all you do. Thank My you. My question thank you. to you is, I have high blood pressure, and it's all over the map. And the other morning, it was 90 over 60, which is really true out. But um, it can be 160 over 100, 120 over 85, which isn't bad. But I'm taking amilodipine, and I'm also taking... Prevostatin for cholesterol? Uh
1: Uh-huh.
2: And one of the questions is, are statins bad for you? And two, I've worked all my life pretty much outdoors in the heat, you know, not a problem. But nowadays, I'm a little older. I'm just over 60. But, man, I can't take much outdoors in the heat. And I'm almost to the point of heat exhaustion. But could that be from the blood pressure medicine?
1: Um, Good analysis, my friend. Um, Amlodipine causes blood vessel dilation as its mechanism of action. And uh, when you get hot, your blood vessels dilate. So you have something that's going to actually make you more heat intolerant on board as a medication. And um, so the functional approach to hypertension is to look for patterns and so you're, you're saying your blood pressure is all over the place. That could, over the from, place yeah. that could be from, that uh, could be from dietary influences. It could be from alcohol, it could be from stress. Um, and so it's best to look at the whole picture and find out what your imbalances are, why it is you're actually having um, the problem. And so um, it would be, it would be useful to actually sit down with a practitioner who does a very extensive history like that to help you figure out what is your, what are your routines? Like, do you have a daily meditation practice?
2: Um, I just take the blood pressure, the Prevostatin.
1: No, do you have a gone. daily meditation practice?
2: No, no, I'm sorry. Okay. I you
1: do you have me. a daily exercise practice?
2: I walk and bike ride.
1: Oh, that's good. Do you do that every day?
2: I try to. It's getting hot to do it. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You gotta go out early. I was out for my walk at, at 7 30. Um so the um um key there is to get some routines for self-care that really helps you um um c- uh, control these these patterns that are that are all over the place. Um If you have a regimen in your life that keeps you more stable, it's more likely that you're going to be able to control blood pressure that's all over the place. So a daily meditation practice would be ideal. And being uh, um, uh, conscious, mindful about the exercise and and make a space for it. Uh, It sounds like you do. Um, And and then look at dietary influences. Maybe you're doing too much salt and maybe you're doing too much alcohol. Uh, or intermittently doing too much of those. Like, I, uh, um, I've had people, um, who would go to, um, say, uh, uh PF Chang's for a bowl of, uh, 8,000 milligrams of, of, of sodium in one bowl of soup and, <laughs> yeah. and, and have a blood pressure problem the next day. It does happen. <laughs> so, no, I cut salt uh, out, man. I do like good, thawed good, good. <laughs> So, uh, you know, give some uh, other routine a try and see if that could help. But I would talk to a good functional practitioner and 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 see if you can find a way to get back into balance.
2: They just gave me a different um, blood pressure medicine, but I'm still taking the amylotipine, and I couldn't tell you what the new one is they gave me. But the other thing was the um, statins. The Prevacin-
1: oh, yeah, statins. Statins have a very important role um, post-heart attack, post-stroke, but the uh, and if you have severe cardiovascular disease that is progressive, it does help to actually stop it and turn it back, but you have to do all the rest. I mean, if you're not going to take care of the rest of the lifestyle, diet, et cetera, and and, uh, get onto foods that support you and away from foods that don't, um, it tends to be that our Western system throws pills at, at people. So statins are useful in certain situations.
2: Yeah, and I don't have heart disease.
1: Then the question I of statin tried. is a question. Say again? I don't, the the statin then becomes a question. And, and and you really, to decide whether it's totally appropriate for you is to actually get a very a much deeper evaluation of the situation. So you can actually really get into... Um, um, uh, a, a, really a program that, that helps you to maintain a healthy lifestyle. I hope that I helps, Garrett, Danny.
2: I'm walking and biking that I could get off because I don't want to take blood pressure pills. I don't like
1: to. Right, uh, nobody does. So it's time for life. you to see a functional practitioner and figure out a way to get off of those medications. And good luck with that, Garrett, uh, Danny. Have a great day. Thank you, man. You too. All so right. I have a beautiful poem Robin sent us again. This is about self-care, and uh, this is uh, uh, self-care and the news. Don't talk to me about politics or or the evening news. Don't care much about the crime reports. I know people got the blues. Won't talk about conspiracy or the price of gas. Don't wonder what the sermon was at the Sunday Mass. Not worrying about the state of things, just living my day to day. But if you want to talk fishing, well, yes, that would be okay. I like that. Thank you, Robin. Always a great contributor. So, are we having any callers at this
0: point? No, it's quiet right now, and we're down to just a few more minutes. So, I'll give the number once, and we might get one lucky caller, but none really beyond that, I would venture. The lightning round, I think they call it. So, give us a call yes. at 813-239-9663, and talk to Dr. Harvey here on WMNF
1: Tampa. So let's do some reps. Rapid fire emails. What do I think of external counter pulsation for improving blood flow? That is actually a proven valid method of treating cardiovascular disease. Um, it is uh, a device where you put these sleeves on your legs and it pumps uh, counter to your uh, heartbeat so that it gives back pressure. And it really apparently has some amazing effect in transforming uh, uh, cardiovascular disease. Um <clears throat> 80 has responded and said, thanks for the response. I'll see a functional doctor. Here's another uh, from Stephen. He says, I also have a fib, have a pacemaker. Heartbeat never seems to go over 60 to 70. Uh, cannot tolerate blood thinners other than baby aspirin. And um, have a low blood pressure, low cholesterol. And uh, the doctor wants to have a device called a watchman put into the heart. <clears throat> a um a device apparently dismissed three to four years ago that was not very good. So the Watchman is a device that goes into the uh, uh place in the heart where the clot starts that causes the strokes that come from atrial fibrillation. And yes, it may actually be helpful if you can't take uh blood thinners other than baby aspirin, because baby aspirin may reduce the risk of stroke, may reduce the risk of stroke around 50%. But all of the other um um uh, uh medications, all of the other blood thinners uh, uh, get it down 90 to 95%. And so you're still at higher risk, but there are some things you can do nutritionally to keep the blood flowing more smoothly. Things like natokinase, which is a natural uh, anti-clot uh, uh, remedy. Uh, it's an enzyme. Um, and another thing is fish oil, high dose fish oil and vitamin E can also help. And there are some um, <clears throat> very important uh, uh, blood uh, uh, vessel uh, lining helpers like uh, arterosil which helps to uh, rebuild the uh, uh, very uh, sensitive lining of the of the endothelium we have a collar i believe
0: yeah actually that was the it must have been the magic number because we lit up the boards but we've only got time for biana so good morning to you hello
1: biana
8: hey dr harvey my name is bianca you can call me b oh
1: bianca oh. great
8: hey <laughs> hey um, i love your show obviously and i'll make this really quick so um i'm a 33 year old female and i just got uh put on uh, levothyroxine i believe um yes. uh, 0.5 um, micrograms i believe and um It's because my thyroid is, like, out of whack. And um, I just wanted to know if there was anything that I could possibly do on my end um, to just give it a little oomph, whether it's um, a supplement or anything like that. You have the floor because I know you're still out of time.
1: So um, did they determine whether you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis yet?
8: Oh, oh! I was looking into that. Um, no, no. The, um- so you
1: need to get that tested because Hashimoto's is one of the principal causes in women. Um, and uh, I would recommend, without knowing, that you eliminate pasteurized dairy, you eliminate. Um, all gluten products and go completely organic and add iodized sea salt to your diet. You don't have to take iodine supplements, but if you get iodized sea salt, you're going to be getting iodine naturally when you cook with that. And those should support you. And I gotta okay. go now. Thanks for your call. Thank
8: you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. You're great. I Bye. love you guys. Bye.
1: Drop something in the tip jar, Bianca. Thank you so much.
8: Yeah, second generation listener. W O N. Beautiful. Ooh, bye. Beautiful. <laughs> so
1: um, next week, we're going to be doing another AMA show. Um, I'm just excited to keep doing this, but I've also decided to up the show again. We're going to add interviews again. I was just at this conference, and I have so many people that want to come on the show. I want to cool. bring on me, Sean, to talk about the Ayurveda movie, um, but probably once or twice a month it's a lot of work to bring interviews on (laughs) as you know i see
0: (laughs) all right well i thank you very much there dr harvey another fantastic show and look forward to you bringing on guests and until next week thanks everybody for your participation and thank you irene for answering the calls stay healthy take care You have been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved.